0: Welcome everybody to Story Life. This is a podcast about the ups and downs of being an independent filmmaker. My name is Clinton Cornwell, one of your hosts. I'm here with my co-host...
1: Alan C. Gardner. This is episode 32, which we recorded on June 14th, 2022. I know because I say it in the the episode. Uh, And this one we talk about what were clinton's most recent film festival experiences at that time uh, as well as my acting career our individual approaches to our work life and what we each need and we talked quite a bit about a job that clinton had recently been offered at that time and man uh, a lot has happened since we recorded this this one. is
0: a thick episode
1: this is crazy. Yeah, It's this is a big, like, oh, the, you know, bring a lot of perspective to things and, like, what's transpired in regards to a lot of the things that we're discussing this episode uh, in the in the intervening year and a half, almost a year and a half since. So, uh, yeah, this was a trip.
0: Before we get to the episode, uh, just wanted to let you guys know that me and Alan, we are creative consultants. We love supporting our fellow filmmakers and artists, uh, whether it's looking at scripts uh, looking at an editor of your film or just having sessions talking about how you can bring a bit more creativity into your life and what, what's preventing you uh, from doing so. Um, I think one of the strengths that me and Alan both have is that we've made a lot of work, not because the work has come to us, but we have constantly made space in, in our life to do the work. and. Sure. That's not easy for everybody, uh, but I think that's what makes us really good, great coaches is like we're able to sort of like talk it out with you, convey some of those lessons in a way that works for you as an individual artist. You know, we're still developing our business, so we're pretty flexible with our rates. We just really love uh, working with people. Um, and if this sounds interesting to you at all, just like, hit us up. We do free 30-minute consultations, see if it's a great fit, see how we yep. can help you. Just reach out to us on social medias, through our email, or on our website at wearestorylife.com.
1: Agreed. Ditto. Across the board. Well said. All right. On, the, on that harmonious note, uh, let's get to this conversation. Well, yeah, man. No, so how, how, how you been? How's the How with the festivals?
0: These la- This last, like... couple weeks has just been intense going to the festivals and prepping for the festivals and we drove up from Atlanta to New Jersey and then so we went to the Lighthouse International Film Festival which is amazing uh like the best I've been to a ton of festivals but this is like the best one I've been to so far they put us up and there's lots of great food and parties and it was a great it's on Long Beach Island in New Jersey which is a really beautiful seaside barrier island community and um you know uh everybody with the festival was really cool and um we met a lot of great filmmakers connected with some really great people and one of my favorite people I connected with is uh, his name's Sam Smart he's a teacher at Calvin uh professor at Calvin University and he had a great doc about sort of like space discovery things called luminous which i really enjoyed it was just it was just great it was just an intense four days of just nonstop talking and watching movies and all the great film festival experience you would want um and uh me our producer kelly Brandt and uh elizabeth hirsch and michael kelly were all in, in representing 12 months and so it was a great team effort and we had a fantastic screening with about 30 or 40 people and a great q a and a lot of positive responses so uh, everything you'd want, really, except for we didn't win any awards, but twelve months is never gonna win any awards, I think. I'm <laughs> pretty much Wow. It's just not the kind of movie that wins awards at festivals, so which Fair we enough. Can, that's okay. a topic for another time. Sure. <laughs> and then it was it's an interesting pairing thing because I mean maybe we'll have to bleep this later, but we then went to <laughs> Right after, like it started the day after. So basically two festivals back to back and that was the worst film festival <laughs> i've ever i've ever been at um to their credit the festival did happen there was a screening outside of like the i think 11 people who came from michael's like family and friends and two people we had given uh given postcards to at a bar the night before zero people came oof uh so nobody from the festival no filmmakers like no random person watching the screen, and we were in a primo time. We were in their best theater at eight o'clock Saturday night oh
1: screening God. time.
0: Oh uh, no! So, or eight o'clock Wednesday night screening time. Sorry. And so, like, if you're if you can't get a single person, then I think there was just nobody at the festival. Like, we basically didn't yeah. see any other filmmakers. There was no perks. There wasn't like free drinks or anything like that. There wasn't any parties while we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, granted, we left after three days. Because we didn't see any purpose in staying around, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I talked to another filmmaker who was there later in the festival, and she had a similar experience. So, uh, do not recommend. Um, I don't okay. even know exactly what happened, the reasons why. I'm not passing total judgment on them. I'm not. I'm not going to say they're a scam or something like that, but. Uh, it was not a worthwhile experience, and luckily we were up there already for Lighthouse Film Festival. We didn't really go out of our way for it, but yeah, it just was not really worth our time. So, um, gotcha. Yeah, um, but I mean, we've been you know the two good film festivals we've been to so far, Sunscreen and the Lighthouse, have both been really great experiences and had a, had opportunities to really connect with a lot of other filmmakers. Which is what you want, you know? So we'll see what what comes of all that. I do have another big thing to talk about, but let's first... Hey, how, what, what's up with you, Alan? How are you?
1: I'm good. It's, it's been a real uh, mixed bag kind of week. Uh, week and a half. Uh, mostly really good stuff. Um, yeah, just a couple little, you know, uh, money-related curveballs. Um, oh. So, you know... Um, those things, they, ha- <laughs> they happen. Uh, one was just you're know, driving down the highway and <clears throat> a pebble just like you know got kicked up somewhere. I'm guessing it was a pebble. We didn't see what it was, whatever. All of a sudden, the windshield was just cracked. So like you know. shattered
0: or just has a no, no, a crack no, no not it.
1: shattered. So it's it could have been a lot worse. Um, it just has a crack on it that needs to get in that crack. That random crack. mine just cracked
0: last night too. Something's going around.
1: Oh, weird. Um yeah. so anyway, that's gonna cost a bit. Um, but at yeah. least it's not shattered, so I can <clears throat> I can put it off for a little while. Um so I kept driving with I mean it was it's on the driver's side, but like I, I drove another like, you know, two and a half hours on that trip. Like it's it's not prohibitive. Um uh, little stuff like that, and then uh I won't even get to, into the other thing, but whatever. Um overall things have been whoa, whoa, they- whoa, whoa, this is the space, Alan, for that kind of stuff. Oh no, because I think it's not even interesting <laughs> The thing was just, I got to pay. So, like, basically, like, that windshield thing happened. And then I got home and got like a check from uh, uh, a treatment gig for these two treatments for a new company. Uh, and the company's excellent. Everything about them was uh, working with them was great. But I guess there's a thing now. So, I'm used to getting paid, you know, 1099 because I'm an independent contractor. Um, yeah. uh, so, 1099 kind of job. So, basically, like, you know, I get checks and, you know, no taxes are taken out up front. Everything is taken, you know, dealt with uh, during, come tax time. So anyway, yeah. because I'm not an employee for any of these people, I'm just, you know, independent contractor. But I guess, you know, one of the the changes over the last, you know, couple of years, the big, like, how should independent contractors, you know, be paid? And, you know, I don't even remember what the, proposi- the proposition was. I don't even remember if it went through. But I guess, whatever, things have changed in the last few months or maybe even a couple of years where some companies are supposed to pay you through their payroll, like, as a W-2 employee. Uh, but yeah. that hasn't affected – that hasn't touched me until I got this check. So, basically, like, you know, I had that um, that damage happen to the car, and then my check was about 620 bucks less than I thought it would be. Ooh, that's a big difference. <laughs> that's yes. a big difference. I'm like, um, yeah, so anyway, but I think that's getting uh, taken care of because I hadn't filled out, like – because I didn't know I was supposed to because, again, like, you know, I've always done 1099. I've done 1099 for the past seven years. Um, so I haven't filled out, you know, W4 in a long time. So anyway, and now there's like a DE4 for like state stuff. So anyway, I had to fill those things out. So they're going to reissue my check and probably a little bit less withholding because I didn't have any, you know, my allowances or any of that kind of stuff on there, depends and whatnot. So anyway, um, but besides those things, I mean, like little thing, everything's been really good all in all. I'm signing with a a new acting agency. Oh, new to me. Um, so I'm excited about that. Um, they made the official offer yesterday. So now, uh, and I accepted, so now they're, they're sending over the, the, the online paperwork as it were. So yeah, man. So that's really exciting. Cause I haven't, um, cause basically from when I was like 18 to I guess 25, 26, I had three different agents, um, over the course of those years and it's kind of like diminishing returns each time, you know? Um, in term, in regards to you know the uh, at least the perceived quality, the the agency like each subsequent agency seemed like they were able to get out get me out there a little less and less, you know. And yeah. and not to go and down a whole tangent with this, but like it's it it got really hard. Like I remember like and I met with some other agents when I was like twenty four, twenty five. I might have even we already talked about some of this on here. I can't remember, but um, basically they met, <laughs> I remember this one guy being I was like twenty four, twenty five and uh, someone like recommended me to him and we met and he liked me and stuff, but he was like, where have you been? Like whatever. I'm like, well, I've been doing like, you know, a lot of independent stuff. I also write and produce. And I'd started directing at that point and, you know, editing and whatnot. And he's like, he's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, you're so old. <laughs> like, it's going to be hard. Getting, <laughs> it's going to be hard to get you started. Cause we don't, no one knows any of these credits, these independent film oh, credits. Oh man. And I remember I'm like, I'm like 24, 25, whatever I was, I was like, you know." but this that's part of like certain people in this town will make you feel uh and i've talked to a bunch of other friends who dealt with this too um men and women Uh, i mean obviously you know historically women have dealt with it you know had a lot worse in that regard uh fortunately things seem to be changing for the better but regardless um yeah i've heard a lot of that shit over the over the years like how it's like oh you're in your early to mid-20s now like i don't know uh we don't know what to do (laughs) because like they yeah. want to they want to see co-star or guest star credits like credits that are or or, or any other credit, like recognizable credits, you know. um yeah. for these casting records. But anyway, so that was the last time I had an agent was like 15 years ago. Um and uh welcome back. Yeah, no, I'm excited cuz I kind of felt like too I'm like well now a good time like you know. Uh I feel I'm not, you know much more the funny thing is too is like I remember like you know I got I had a lot less you know, it was a lot less problematic getting an agent when I was like 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Um, but I was also a lot less capable as an actor (laughs) back then. So it's funny. It's like at that age, I was able to get a lot more eyes on me, but I wasn't as able to do what I do. You know what I mean? So the more I've kind of like, uh, matured as it were as an actor and the more I've, you know, refined my skills and whatnot, it became, it would just be harder still to get an agent. Um, but yeah, I was like, I decided to give another shot. I'm like, well, now I've kind of entered this, you know, I'm this middle-aged guy now. Um, so I'm kind of, you know, uh, you know, young dad, middle-aged guy, what have you. So I'm in a different space That's where now. a lot
0: of people get their second life.
1: Yeah. So I'm in a different space. And so I, fr- I figured like I reintroduce myself to the, uh, agent market as it were as this guy, as opposed to a guy like in his teens or like, you know, twenties. So yeah. So I had a few meetings, um, which was great. And then, uh, yeah, I wound up um, uh, picking this, uh, one of the agencies that, that picked me. So, yeah, so I'm excited. Cool.
0: You'll yeah, have to man. update us as it goes along. What's that? You'll have to update as as it
1: goes along. I will. No, it'll be cool. Like, you know, it's also just a totally different landscape out there now, too, with auditions. Like, I've auditioned for, like, a few, like, you know, independent things over the last few years. But, um, and those have pretty much all been, like, for the most part, like, self taped too, because that's the way of that's the way of things. Like when I was getting back out there a lot, you know, for commercials and TV and whatnot, you know, a lot of that was in person stuff. Um, But now I guess like a lot of the in-person stuff is, it's basically, I guess like one person, somebody's like 80% self tapes. One said 98% self tapes. Yeah. yeah, Um, It's a lot. No, so I've been, I've kind of invested, I've gotten like a little self tape set up for here. Nice. Um, Yeah, man. So it'll be good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm curious to see what happens. And then, so feel good about finding representation on that front. And then, you know, get thing, get the ball rolling with them, and then I'll I'll go back into uh, looking for representation as a writer and or director uh, as well. So cool. We'll see. We shall see. But yeah, man, it'll, it'll be fun to uh, toss my my hat back in the ring now that. Um, yeah, again, like I have like a totally different relationship to not totally different, but like, uh, well, just a very, you know, my life is completely is a lot different than it was when I was getting back out there before and also my relationship to acting and especially like the career side of acting is very different than it was back then. Um, I was talking to another friend about this too, uh, who's an actor and basically, you know, like in, you know, late teens, early twenties, like a lot of it was, you know, a genuine love for acting. And then also like, I would feel like I needed it. I needed certain things to happen in a way to feel like I was validated as a person. You know what I mean? And some of that, a lot of that's like subconscious or whatnot, like basically it's like, oh, I need this part in order to feel loved or or whatnot, you know, Yeah. because I was a lot more insecure back then as are most of us, like, you know, in our teens and early twenties and whatnot. And I'm just much more, I still have a lot of insecurities, but much more sure footed as a person now. And I don't need, like, I love acting. I want to, you know, continue acting like, but it's, I don't need it in an unhealthy way now, you know? Um, So that's good. Um, yeah, but, but yeah. I, I love doing it. So I'm excited, I'm, I, you know, I love it a lot. And kind of each time I have acted over the last few years, it's kind of like, uh, my love for it has been, uh, you know, kind of bolstered each and every time. Um, so yeah, it was especially after I did, you know, the shoot for magic hour in March where I just felt so like locked in, um, in that role. And I was like, man, I I really need to be doing this more. Cause I'd been like two years at that point because primarily because of the pandemic, um, since I'd been on set as an actor, um, anyway, I'm excited. Cool. Yeah. Some
0: very exciting. Other life change for me that was sig- potentially significant. Maybe not. We'll see what I decide. Oh. I'm considering, um, I got offered a job at Tennessee state university. You mentioned this. As I was going to full-time. bring this up. Yeah. So it was a full time film professor and, wow. um, I have not yet accepted that. Uh, offer and, um, I'm going to visit the campus this week and actually we just stopped through, uh, Nashville on our way back just to get a little bit of a sense of it. Um, but yeah, I'm in the midst of considering this somewhat potentially life altering decision because probably I have to give it a minimum of two years, uh, to really, like unless I just absolutely hate it, uh, mm-hmm. and I don't want, I don't want, and I don't care to have that resume, that thing on my resume, I could quit mm-hmm. sooner. But if I really want it to look good on my resume, I need to give it probably two years. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be a full time, nine month position, and it's a big enough course load that people say, you know, I'll have a hard time getting work done during the semester. Um, but I'll have summers off. Mm -hmm. and uh yeah i'll basically be the main They're the only full-time film professor i think at this institution uh which has its pros and cons and yeah i'm you know i'm 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 inclined to take it because i I need i need work i need to do something for a job Mm -hmm. (laughs) i haven't worked i haven't had a full-time job since the pandemic started and i don't I don't really like freelancing, at least mm-hmm. not the freelance things I typically do. I mean, I am doing a freelance editing gig right now, but it's just like, um, that's not really the space I've worked in, and I, I don't, wa- I don't necessarily want to live that freelance lifestyle. I don't, for me, it's not conducive to creativity. Mm-hmm. But that being said, having a, having a demanding full time job is also not conducive yeah. to creativity.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's um, yeah, man. That's that's a as you, yeah, so, that's a that's a big one. Uh, um, yeah, well, and as I told you, to, oh, sorry, I don't mean to, to, interrupt.
0: No, 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 that's, I mean, that's mostly, I was just laying out the factors there, but that's, you know, I'm, I'm, it's, it's, it's more money than I've ever made from a, from a job. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's nice. It's not a ridiculous amount of money or anything like that, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's, you know, that's what I'm thinking about. I'm inclined probably to take it because, again, Mm -hmm. need to work don't see a lot of better options right now but i'm also hesitant because Mm -hmm. i've been in this space for since basically 2014 where i've just been more or less a full-time filmmaker and trying to make that happen in any way shape or form and also i'm i'm the best i'm the best i've ever been and i have a feature film come out and another one that needs to be finished and, and will come out next year and undoubtedly taking this job will there will be some opportunity cost but there's opportunity cost no matter what mm-hmm. I do to make money. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's always, you know, yeah, I mean, it's always, a, you know, a balancing, you know, act, juggling act in one way or another. Uh, well, what's interesting too, well, a lot of things, but one, like in listening to episode one again, was you're talking about like after you got, you know, let go from uh, working from, was it Lauren and Seth? Yeah. Um, yep. How you kind of like have that little bit of a panic where it's like, okay, maybe I should go back and get my master's so I can become a professor or whatnot. Um, mm-hmm. Which I was like, listening to that again. I'm like, Oh, and now like he has a professor, you know, opportunity uh, on, on the table. Um, yeah. Which is, I don't know, just a random observation, but um, no, no, it is for sure. Yeah. But it, you know, it's all, it's all uh, pertinent, but no, I mean, there's a lot like, I, as you like talk about it, like, uh, yeah i mean there's a lot on both sides of it of course and like obviously that's ultimately down to you to figure out i mean the biggest thing or well, one not the big one of the biggest things to keep in mind is that and as you kind of mentioned like you know okay two years like um you're not gonna be stuck in anything or you shouldn't be at least and i you know try to remind people of this as often as this as needed. But like, you know, you don't have to be stuck in anything that you don't want to be in or, or that you feel like even if it's something like you like, but you feel like you need to go do, you know, it's like, okay, I've done this for a little while. um, I got a lot out of it. I gave a lot to it. Like, you know, it was worthwhile experience, but maybe now I want to go back to, you know, like maybe like a couple of years or whatever of that kind of like stability and not just any kind of stability, but a very, you know, it sounds like a very rewarding position. That's the thing about yeah. it. It's like, it sounds great and I'm sure it would be great. And I've got a good friend of mine, you know, um, at University of uh, Alabama at Huntsville, uh, film professor, and he he loves it. Um, and it's yeah. a, a wonderful position. But like he also is, you know, that's the per- like I went and made that that movie with. He also wants to be making more more films as well. So, but what's kind of cool there is he found a way, you know, this year to get the school to fund like um, a film uh, for him to make, for him and the students to make. Um, and he brought me on board for that. So, you know, it, it, it's all, I mean, anything is what you, you know, a well, lot this is going to sound very trite, but it's true. Like, anything is what you make of it. And you don't have to be stuck in anything that you no longer, like, want to feel stuck in. Because I've definitely seen that too with other people. It's like, well, I made this choice, and now that's the choice I made, and I can't, you know... I, I, for, you know, forsook, forsook, forsake. My other, you know, endeavors are all forsaken now, uh, because I made this choice, and that's that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, for and sure. And that's not you, so I'm not worried about that with you. It could be like a wonderful, no. like yeah, like especially on the heels of the last. Like I'm used to the, like look, I do the freelance thing. I've been doing it for years, um, and it works for me overall
0: um you have a nice free, like, well you have a nice freelance gig though in that it's remote essentially almost all the time correct and it's totally flexible in terms of you get to choose when you work on it and you've been doing it for a long time so you have a really i mean uh, sorry, correct me if i'm wrong here <laughs> but but I, fe- I feel like you're in terms of the freelance space yours is a bit more conducive to filmmaking than say like being on set or something like that
1: yeah oh yeah i would assume like overall yeah for the most part it is remote i mean again there's a lot to the whole freelance thing and i you know struggle with it here and there like i mean almost every day i'm stressed about like you know where's the next gig uh what's the next gig like what do i need to be doing like and so but i'm, See, I'm that's the thing to that.
0: that's not good for me i don't think yeah. like i do not think i would do well in the uncertainty of finances sure um You know, and I—that's—I think that would be more damaging to me than the rigors of a full-time job.
1: Yeah, Um, again, we're all different, and it's all. Yeah, I mean, like to me, it can be tough at times, but for me, also, there's a lot of other, you know, factors. I mean, primarily, like you know, it works like really well with me being able to, you know, to raise the kids um, because I'm home a lot, and so I'm able to spend a lot more time with my kids than if I if I had a regular. Um, so my wife and I both basically, you know, primarily work from home and our hours are kind of like all over the place and also flexible and it, it works well for us. Uh, and so we're both able to like, you know, raise our kids and work. Um, that being said, like her job is like a regular thing, like consistent, like, you know, whereas my stuff is like, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all sporadic. Like depending on you know, it could pop up on any given day, Like who knows? Um, so that yeah. can be a lot of, you know can stir up a lot of anxiety uh, because it can be very like, you know, fortunately like when the gigs do come in, they usually pay pretty well, but it can be like a while in between. And also fortunately, you know, I always have, as you know, like I always have a lot of projects to work on my own stuff, uh, quote unquote, like, you know, so I always have work to do work that needs to be done. Um, But in terms of finances, it's just a question, you know, some of that work um, pays immediately and some of it would pay, you know, (laughs) later down the road or whatnot. But anyway, but it can be, uh, yeah, man, again, we're all all different. So it's kind of whatever's going to help you just as a per, like, be a benefit to you as a person and to, like, your well-being. And I think if it's helping you take better care of yourself and making you feel, you know, mentally and emotionally more, you know, stable, then that will be more conducive for creativity. Then it's just a question of you, like, you know doing your best to carve out the time, like just chipping away. And a lot of it, to, especially since I had kids like learning how to like, okay, keep, you know, working on my projects and moving the ball forward, by in a, by chipping away more and more. Um, I think that's, that's a big part of the key because it can be very easy. It's like, Oh, I only have like an hour a day to like work on, on my stuff, my mm-hmm. projects or whatnot. So I think that can be very easy for some people to be like, oh, fuck it. Like, I can't really get much done with only like an hour or less a day. And I learned like, oh, no, like I got like, even if I have 30 minutes or whatever it is. Like, yeah, how am I going to spend that time? Like, how am I going to chip away? And then, like you said, you'll have summers off, too. So like you could, you know, chip away throughout the school year at like getting ready for like a shoot in the summer or whatnot. You'll figure it out. So basically, like, I don't know. Um, So I I know this is your thing and I'm kind of like rambling on about it. Um, but it's it's very it's fascinating and it's it's exciting. First of all, I mean it's it's as I told you, you know, be a slack. Like it's it's exciting to get that opportunity. Like congrats on just getting that, uh, yeah, that opportunity presented to you. That's that's huge. that's a huge testament right there. So it's already a positive thing.
0: So if I may, just talk this out really with you really quick. So yeah. my options are: so I have I have cheap rent here in Atlanta until like the end of the year if I if I so desired it. Me and my partner Kelly, um. And I could stay in Atlanta and keep, like, freelancing, editing, and location sound work. Although, I, you know, I have a bunch of different skills. Um, but I'm also not such a high-level freelancer that that's going to make a bunch of money. So, I think that's not... And I also... I mean, you know, honestly, right now, I'm dealing with some debts. I've been traveling around a lot doing the yeah. festivals thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have some accrued debt in the... Uh, many thousands of dollars and that's not gonna you know that is that is definitely a factor um, because that makes that makes making less money a harder choice if that makes sense like i lived for a long time i worked at the new york film academy in la and i was only making like 15 or 16 bucks an hour there but and I was still able to make films and stuff, and it was a very easy job, but I didn't have any debts and I, a mm-hmm. lot of my other expenses were very low. And so that's mm-hmm. how I sustained that. Whereas like if I was to just sit around making fifteen bucks an hour right now, yeah, it would take me a very long time to pay off the debts that I have. Yeah. Um so that's relevant too. Um I could move back to you know, I could move to any other city with my partner and we could could try a similar freelance thing there. I could try and go back to L.A. and find I could work at the New York Film Academy again <laughs> or 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 find some uh, try and find some other more consistent work there. You know, there's nothing there's nothing that's going to that is nearly as financially as rewarding as working at the college and university. But that's I mean, so that's that's a big factor for sure. But also, like I love teaching. I've taught in the past. Yeah. And I loved it. Like it was super fulfilling. It was tons of fun. Yeah. And um you know, so so that's relevant too. I am just worried about, you know, like, for example, if I take this job, like the immediate immediate consequence is gonna be we have Cinequest Film Festival in August, and I would only be able to attend for a few days instead of the the whole like ten or two week run of the festival. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even and but also at the same time finances are a thing too like i'm not making a ton of money right now i'm doing a little bit of freelancing things um so who knows how long i even would have been able to attend that festival anyways yeah but then then there's there's more festivals potentially coming up throughout the rest of the year and will i be able to attend those i certainly won't be able to attend them for like a week straight or five days in a row i might be able to still go for a, a weekend or something like that Um, so it's just, that's the immediate opportunities I could potentially be giving up. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but, you know, I guess my fear is this job becomes so demanding that, that I'm not going to be able to do the level of creative work that I want to be doing. But the Mm -hmm. thing is that, that risk is there no matter what path I choose, because it's sort of an unknown. You know, mm-hmm. until you've established yourself in a field, you don't know what it's going to take from you. So, mm-hmm. um, uh, might as well take the thing. I feel like, this is where I'm leaning. I feel like I should take the thing that I know I'm passionate about and I enjoy, that <laughs> pays more than any other option, that has better benefits than any other option, is a career unto itself, mm-hmm. and is a fantastic jumpstart to that career unto itself. Um And, uh, uh, yeah, like, and, and ultimately like I really, I really only need to do it for two years to leave that with a very great like piece on my resume basically. Yeah. Um, it's kind of how I'm thinking about it. I mean, I still got to go visit the campus and make sure, you know, turn it when making such big life changing decisions, I'm, I'm big on turning every over every stone doing all the due diligence sure that's sort of how I'm thinking about it right now
1: I think that's smart I mean I think again that you know it it tells me what feels right to you and that all everything you just laid out makes makes a lot of sense and I feel like you I I like in terms of you know what June 14th right now so when would the semester start like August something
0: yeah I think uh, I'd have to report on August 12th and then I think the classes start on the 22nd or something
1: okay so, yeah, like you got, like, two months So basically, like, you know, like, with our, with our thing, for instance, like, we were aiming towards, you know, and speaking of chipping away, like, building towards, you know, getting our our website, and we've already got our business, like, you know, a soft launch, as it were, um, but our website yeah. and, like, the podcast, like, launching in July, so kind of, like, get those things off the ground, and then, you know, and then hopefully we'll get, you know, more and more clients over the year, and again, like, that's one of the cool things with our thing, too, is that we can... If one of us winds up getting you know, very busy with something else, like you like if you're like really swamped one we like with the, the with with teaching, with being a professor, then uh I could take on and if I'm able to like take on additional you know what I'm saying? So it's kinda like we can yeah. keep keep that no. going. Uh keep sustaining that. And then Yeah, you'll just I mean that's with anything. You just feel it out. If you do take it, like you just feel it out and see how long you want to continue with it and also just figure out a system where you can like, cause I feel like I know you like you, we're going to keep our thing going and you're not going to let go of, of making films. So you just have to figure out a system that, that works for you on like a day to day, week to week kind of basis as you do that job. Um, and I'm sure that you know, whatever you'll feel it out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's exciting. It's very exciting.
0: Yeah. Uh, what do you think of Nashville? You're you're a Tennessee boy, so
1: Oh uh, yeah, it's another cool thing too. It's uh <clears throat> I am a Tennessee boy. Nashville, I honestly haven't spent a ton of time there. Like <clears throat> I mean it's Nashville has become a huge I mean it's definitely the most popular city in, in Tennessee and it's become some people call it Nash Vegas. <clears throat> it's become bigger and bigger over the last few years. Uh, when was the last time I went to Nashville? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. For uh, my my buddy Brad's bachelor party. Uh, two and a half years ago, good times. But yeah, I mean Nashville's great. It's 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 a major a, a attraction. A lot of people are flocking to Nashville. So, uh, yeah, one of the
0: fastest growing cities in the in the yeah United yeah.
1: States. And you're only three and a half hours away from from good old Memphis, uh, my hometown. Yeah, I'll have to so. get
0: to. Yeah, I'll have to maybe. Connect with the with the Memphis uh, as well. Um, yeah, I mean that's another thing your, too. Get is your tips on that if I move out there.
1: You could like if you wind up yeah moving out there and you want to do like a film in some like, either in Nashville or or Memphis or whatnot. Like you know, uh, I could definitely uh, link you to like a lot of people out in that that community, and then uh, we could probably see each other at some point too. Whenever I I don't get to go to Memphis a lot these days, but you know, um, yeah, yeah yeah what if we go out there some, and at do some a live podcast
0: year? again one of these days
1: <laughs> yeah i know i know um no tennessee's great i mean like you know as with any place it depends on where you are and specifically and who you're around but i mean overall like i love tennessee uh so yeah man I, I'm excited. Have you heard anything hear about, about, about Tennessee this? State? Any 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 any
0: whispers on the wind, uh, or anything you know of Tennessee State?
1: No, so no. Not that I can think. I mean, it's been That's a long fine. time too since like I've took you know, with college stuff outside of, um, you know, like the the film I, I just did. Um, yeah, like so around that area, this the school I knew the best was MTSU. I had quite a few friends that went to, and my sister too for a little while went to MTSU. That's Middle Tennessee State University in Murfreesboro, yeah. which is really close to Nashville. But this what is, what's the exact name of the school again? Tennessee State what?
0: Yeah. It's a, it's HBCU right in the center of Nashville.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about it.
0: Well, okay. And this is another factor. I hate talking about this stuff, but it's so relevant. Like, uh, Dear listeners, if you didn't know this already, I think if you've gotten to this point, you probably didn't know this. We're both straight white men. Um, which is what I'm uh, just. <laughs> I'm that like I'm. I'm sure you feel this. I mean, we've talked a little bit about this, but it's 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 very relevant in the film film profession right now, and it's very relevant in academia as well too. Um, identity is. I mean, it's a bigger topic in the world overall, and for very important reasons. But, mm-hmm. um, but the the fact that we are straight white men is 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 it's something that you answer a lot of questions about i guess is the thing there's a lot, you check you check boxes it's a lot of you know on film festival applications on job applications there's mm-hmm. a lot of questions about that kind of stuff so it's it's a very relevant thing and um i feel like now i mean this has definitely been the case in my academic job search and it's it's also been as i've gone out to the film festivals you kind of have to have it's weird but you need like some diversity cred almost um you need it's like you need to have markers or like experiences or a certain type of like content or film that you're making or or whatever like the you you it's just it's very it's very relevant right now, I guess. Is I don't know, that's the short of it. But yeah. Well that being said, this is a first great job opportunity for me as well, because working uh as a tenure track professor at a HBCU, uh like it 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 gives me a little bit more of that cred and will help my career as these relevance as these as these identity and diversity issues continue to become continue to be a part of the conversation which they should be they should be a part of the conversation but just in terms of like you know when you're making choices about yourself reckoning with like what what the career path is like and what the marketplace is like which is weird to connect marketplace and things like identity and gender and diversity but uh, this is the state of the world that we're in um yeah, it's it's another reason why this is a great opportunity for me.
1: Yeah, and h- uh, how did you get the opportunity? Did you apply for it? Did someone reach out to you, or how did it come about?
0: Yeah, there are one of those boards. There is job boards online for academic jobs and stuff. Um, which uh, do you have it? Did you? I forget. You didn't go to college, right? Correct. Did you go to film school? You did I did not. not. Okay. No. Okay. Well, I was gonna say. I mean, you could you. Uh, you might b- still be able to get instructor positions if that were something that interested you down the line, but um, <clears throat> academia is definitely like, unfortunately, one of those they're very stodgy about having certain degrees to reach certain positions. Oh, and yeah. And I'm just, I'm, yeah. I'm lucky. I mean, I have, I'm saddled with one hundred and fifty thousand dollars in student loan debt, Oof. but I did get a master of fine arts out of that, there which is a terminal, terminal degree in film production. Which allows me to teach, uh, become a professor at a university level. As a result, so yeah, um,
1: yeah. No, I, I kind of realized I, a while again, like, lucky. Yeah, no, that's great. And for me, I kind of realize a while, but like, because I, you know, have that most respect for teachers. My parents were teachers. My sister's a teacher. Uh, one of my closest friends is a teacher. Um, you got to be the
0: rebel now. You got to be the rebel. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly. No, I kind of re- like. I love like, for instance, like what we're doing with. Um, with Story Life Creative, like, I love, um, coaching, I love, I do love, like, I love speaking, as you know, like, I love speaking with classes, I love doing workshops, um, I love coaching, I love all those things, so, like, I, I'm very much interested in doing it in some capacity, but, again, I, like, we're, you know, as, we're very different, and for me, like, I feel like, um, yeah, I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say, like, I kind of, yeah, I, I, Not, (laughs) I think it's great. I think it's great if you do it. I just I don't think it would be for me, basically.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, So yeah, and that's something I kind of realized like a while back because I do want like I as much as it can drive me crazy at times. You know, the the juggling of these various things. Um, But yeah, I do want to keep. I do want to keep teaching and and coaching in, in some capacity for for sure. So, but yeah, I also, that's the thing too, like I knew, and I kind of even knew that, but when I decided not to go to, to college, like, you know, I I made a bunch of decisions They were like, okay, if I don't do this, then this would like close off these paths, you know what I mean? And obviously I was saying, was like, well, I'm not going to be a, a film professor at, you know, something like, but that wasn't really on my radar. But it, anyway, just things that you naturally know. It's like, oh yeah, well you can't go be a film professor if you didn't even, <laughs> even go to college. Um... But it was, and my dad kind of made a joke about this, like, you know, but here's, like, this school, again, like, in in Alabama. And it's funny, because I've spoken with a bunch of classes. um, Like, quite a few classes over the years. uh, College classes. Um, Yeah. And I've loved doing it. But, yeah, it's because I never went to college. But they don't care, like, when they have me speak and, like, when they have me go do workshops and... And you know, write their like act and stuff like whatever. Like they don't care about that because that's not no. their position. Like no. they just they just want people who have the experience and who can, you know, share that experience in a way that the kids will be receptive to. So anyway. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm on I'm on the fringes of the <laughs> of the uh I'm not in the uh right in the in the heart of it like you like you would be, but I'm on the fringes of the uh college uh film You don't need a uh, teacher. <laughs> no but i but i am but i am i'm there i'm there clinton i'm in the shadows and every every now and then they just shine a little spotlight on on me and i say hey guys here's what i do and i love it (laughs) and then they're like all right go away dummy with your life (laughs) just kidding kidding. yeah man well thanks
0: for Listening to me talk about and talk that all out, you know, I think, um, you know, part of me still, you know, I hate the idea of limiting myself at all one way or another creatively, you know, not having that flexibility because I've lived Mm -hmm. that way for so long but the truth of the matter is you know outside of going back directly to work at new york film academy which i don't think is a is a realistic possibility i don't even know if that that exists much less i don't think it's it's actually feasible at this point in time um like no matter what path i choose i'm going to have to give up some some creative energy and yeah. that's just like that's that's just the fact of it my my uh my pandemic gravy train is coming you know coming to an end finally
1: right and again like i think like you know having at least who knows like after a couple years you might want to keep doing it like if you yeah you're not like you talked about you're not going to know exactly how you feel about it until you dive into it as long as you remain honest with yourself and don't allow yourself to become one of those people who's like well made this choice now now i'm stuck even though i want to do something like whatever and it knows maybe you'll love it maybe you'll just want to keep maybe you'll like that could be. I could see how that could also be awesome. Like, it's you know, you professor nine months of the year, or you know, but then you have the summer and you you shoot something each summer or whatnot. Um, if you cut if it you all year to, long, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. that's another big factor too. Is
0: like I have all these projects that I, I mean, honestly, right now I'm in a space where I'm like itching to make something else. Right. Yeah. Like I'm itching to go shoot something else. <laughs> um, shoot another feature or something like that. But I have so many projects that need to be finished, like in post. Like mm-hmm. I need, I have, uh, I, I think I've mentioned it before, but I'll mention it again. I have uh, one, two, three, four, like five short films, four or five short films that need to be taken through post-production and finish mm-hmm. and a feature film. And, um, you know, I think it's another reason why I'm sort of willing to sort of take this time to jump into career is that you can only move the ball forwards so much at a time on those things anyways. And, um, you know, it's, I need to inhibit myself from shooting something else for a while so I can finish all these other fucking <laughs> projects.
1: There you go. <laughs> and also you'd have, yeah, it's like you would have the weekends too, or at least, you know, some part of the weekends to work on stuff like, yeah, to edit and whatnot. And you like, it. Could, yeah. it sounds like it could be really nice to have like a nice, like solid routine doing a fulfilling job. And you have your, it's like, okay, you you don't have to, you know, that financial stress is gone for a while. Like, you can have your your little time each day and your time on the weekends. And then a lot of time in the summer to like just work at, do whatever you like, you know, you want with your projects um, without the strain and the stress of like, okay, like, you know, where's my next, you know, the next check gonna come from? And just, I mean, yeah, it sounds great, man. So as long as you, yeah, like we said, you remain honest with yourself, then. It's all, I don't see it be any, being anything but positive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, these are the kind of things, we, you know, we think about. And for me, like, you know, it's, yeah. Real, especially when, you know, with, with kids now too, just kind of like making those choices every day in terms of like, okay, like f- trusting myself and trusting my, my gut and like, you know, who I am and kind of continuing to build upon. Cause it can be very nerve wracking as you can imagine. Like, yeah it's like, fuck man. I'm like, <laughs> like I know what I have to offer and I know that I have the, you know, I know what I have, uh, yeah. to the table. So it's kind of like, but just constantly just trying to figure out the ways to just in terms like keeping us afloat and whatnot, like how do you turn that into uh, income? Um, and like it, you know, just figure out new ways to do that. Basically to utilize my skills in ways yeah. that will, you know, um, keep us financially stable and to keep, to keep growing in that regard and to make, um, money less of a point of stress. Cause I mean, I think about it, you know, I've been essentially, you know, stressed about money for 22 and a half years now. Um, Oof. yeah. <laughs> so I guess I very much. so. Yeah. I mean, to me like- too.
0: I mean, me too. And this job will, I mean, again, it's not, it's not a huge, huge amounts of money, but it's, it's way more money than I've ever had yeah. access to. That's and great. it'll. I'll be curious to feel what that feels like. Sure, you know. It's and it's very. It's very. It's a very relevant thing. And I'm very lucky to be in a position to be able to make that much money. Yeah. Um, so you know, definitely part of the thing. Um, how's coaching going? Did you? Do you have a second client now?
1: No, I don't. So basically, because I've only now that we're kind of like once we get the website up, um, or at least like you get the domain secured. Now that we kind of have like the, and the email address and stuff like that. I'm gonna send another put another post out there, um, mm-hmm. but I was kind of waiting until we have like because you know when I made that first post we didn't have a name we didn't you know um, there was a lot of question marks still up in the air. But now that we have because I also want to send email to, like the um, Memphis Film Commissioner as well, letting her know about what we're doing. Uh, so no, so there's a second, I don't have a second client yet. There's someone else who'd reached out to me who I'm going to follow up with again, just to let him make sure he knows, like, cause I haven't mentioned to him yet that, you know, do like the first two for free. Um, mm-hmm. and if you want to do two more, it'd be like a reduced rate. So I did my first two free sessions with my first client and then he wants to do some, some more sessions. So the next sessions would be at a reduced rate. He's just figuring out exactly when would be the best time for him to do that. Uh, that would be most like uh, conducive for him. So yeah, so that's been going really well. And then yeah, so I need to lock down that uh that second client. But I think once we like I was just saying once we get the website at least you know start you know secure the domain, get it off the ground and whatnot a little bit. Um so I'll probably i probably wait a couple weeks. Well anyway, we'll just see how that all is coming together and then before I make more of an announcement about it. Because we also got to talk too about like social media pages if we're going to try if we're doing like a Facebook page, Instagram, Twitter, what have you. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know how you feel about all that. Um yeah, I um
0: it's I don't know. There's there's so many things. There's so many things we could do. There's so many like I was just I was spinning on, you know, like I was listening to our episode and I was like, "Oh, we could promote With other podcasts and stuff and and try and get clients that way. Other filmmaking podcasts. And we could, uh, yeah, we could do social media. We could, you know, do individual reach outs. We could, all these kinds of, I think my, my instinct is to say that we forgive ourselves too much promotion to start here. Um. And focus more on just getting the product up and running. Uh, but we need clients at the end of the day too to make it all worth it. So it's kind of yeah. you know, it's
1: well, right now. Yeah, I think we're very much so like for me, it's like building the you know laying down the foundation. And some of the you know foundational elements are of course like you know we pinpointed like okay, our services and like our general rates at least you know for us to to know and to work with people like you know, services rates. And now we now we have like our name and what we you know plan to be our website. Uh, email address. Uh, we started each working with a client. Um, so all these foundational things, like I think, you know, part of that too for me is at least having like, yeah, I think like the social media handles and then kind of building from the, and then like launching the podcasts is, you know, getting the first podcast completely done and having that ready to go and like lining up the first, the first few so then we can like launch the podcasts and have, you know, at least a couple more like waiting in the wings. Those are a big yeah, part of the definitely. foundation. And then from there, I think comes more of like the, um, additional promotional stuff like, you know, trying to form alliances with, yeah, with other podcasts. Uh, then, you know, putting up ads on certain, like, you know, uh, whatever sites that we want to put post ads on. But I think we need to have, like, all those kind of, like, those cornerstone things in place. Um, and then we can really start advertising more. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I guess I'm, I'm hesitant on I'm, – I'm, like, I'm not as worried about promotion so much because I feel like once – we, you know, it clients will lead to more clients, will lead to more clients, is yeah, think, exactly a big part of it,
1: and that's why, yeah, um, I think getting our foundation down, like, like we are doing, is, is crucial. Then we kind of go from, from there, um, and yeah, I, I think a lot well, of it will I have be no more, more film about.
0: festivals on the horizon, so in theory, I should be a lot more available to work on stuff, um, cool. So,
1: well, yeah, that's aimed to. I mean, our goal was already, you know, to some extent, like, to get the podcast, the website, like, up and running at some point. In, july so especially now like you know we try if you've got a couple months before you're if you do take on that the professor gig really try to maximize that that time and get our get this thing up and running um yeah yeah yep sounds good sounds good on that note uh i'm gonna let you go but uh yeah man this has been fruitful uh yes definitely thanks for listening myself
0: i didn't even get to my question of the week honestly um but something maybe to jot down um because i wanted to make sure i give it more time i guess the question is like uh what is your relationship like with your dps working with dps what is that i don't think we've ever talked about i don't think we've ever talked about that like what are your processes working with dps and stuff i think it would be yeah, uh, you know, something interesting to talk about that we've never talked about.
1: I've got a lot to say there. we have got a lot to say there. <laughs> cool. Well yeah, maybe next uh maybe next time we hop on, uh, let's keep that in mind. Like you just said, write it down. Keep it in mind. Sure. Uh, but yeah. Cool. And then we can hit hit the ground running with that subject. So I feel like that would take up um most of the hour or that and like, you know, yes, whatever whatever definitely. some subjects we would naturally like, you know, pinwheel into uh from that yeah. conversation. Um yeah, sounds good. Alright, man. Cool, man. Good talk, and you have a good rest of your day, and we'll uh yeah. we'll, we'll be talking Take care. Uh, very soon via Slack, that's for sure. Yes, we shall be talking <laughs> soon. All, all right, buddy. Thanks talk Alan. To you soon. Better All
0: right, buddy. That wraps it up for our past selves conversation. Here we are with now our present selves. Alan, what did you think about all that?
1: Man, yeah, it was uh I mean, there's just a lot we discussed that it's so funny because like, uh, with me and that new acting agent, and this is nothing like negative on them at all. It's just, you know, there wasn't a, there weren't a lot of, uh, auditions there, which is fine. It's just, it's, you know, like I've kind of talked about it, it's, it's, um, it's hard to break through in certain regards at certain times when you don't have certain credits and whatnot. And that's okay. Like I've enjoyed that journey. Uh, I've enjoyed like the occasional audition that I get. It's been you know, it's been a positive and it's always good to to put yourself out there., um, but yeah, it was kind of fun listening to that and like, but again, like I'm listening to myself talk about that. and then I also like acutely aware of everything else I was feeling at that time in regards to all the other, you know um, aspects of my life and and work and whatnot. And so many other positive things have sprung up uh, since then that I wasn't aware of at that time. So, yeah. So that was cool. But then especially like we really got into you talking about your that job offer and that that was a particular like kind of a not to overuse the word, but a trip just kind of like knowing what we know now. So I'll let you speak to that.
0: Yeah, I (laughs) mean, you know, I think um, a lot of what we talked about here is going to unfold over the next coming months as we release episodes and me being on that journey uh, with that job. but. I am uh, currently no longer employed at Tennessee State University. And while there are things that I definitely regret about the journey, um, I think personal choices that I made. uh, Most significantly (laughs) of note, I remember mentioning the debt as a factor for taking the job. Mm -hmm. Still largely have that debt. So that didn't work out. Um, but oh, gotcha. But uh, you know, I think the the reasoning, the logic was sound, uh, for why I took the job, and uh, you know, the thing with life is like any decision you can make, you never there's no certainties, and it's gonna work Mm -hmm. out in ways that you can never predict. Um, but you know, you stand where you are, you, you reason it out, and you just make the best decision you can, and I think the reasoning behind making that decision, um was sound and yeah. now here I sit like you said a year and a half later and um I had a lot of positive experiences from that journey and I feel like in a lot of ways I'm uh, in a better place because I took that job
1: Yeah man I-, I love that you you feel that way I'm I'm glad you have that perspective because yeah, I'm I think we're on the same page here. like I don't I'm just not a regrets guy I don't believe in regrets because I think there's something worthwhile and positive and something you'll learn from any experience, especially if you, you know, go into it for the quote unquote, right reasons. If you have conviction about what you're doing and like I said, your reasons are sound. And I think uh, I, now I'm now just repeating you. <laughs> like you did. I'm sure you learned a lot from it. And I'm also glad too, that you didn't, that you, you know, that you let it run its course and that you, I, as I kept harping on, you know, something that, as I say in the episode, like I tell people a lot, it's like, you know, just remind yourself you're not stuck in any kind of situation you don't want to like remain in. Um, especially as far as, like, work goes and whatnot. Like, sometimes it can be easier said than done, like, getting out of a situation. But still, some people, like, they make a choice, and they're like, well, I've made my choice for life now, and that's it, no matter how miserable I might become or whatnot. And you've <laughs> got to get yourself out of those situations. Yeah, so, and I think I'm, I'm I mean, glad you took that ride. Yeah.
0: I think we may – I'm going to be vague here because I don't know how much we're going to expose of it and stuff. I think I will ultimately expose a bunch of it. But I think a lot of my regrets – um you know, uh, with that job or the things that I missed up or the things that I feel bad aren't necessarily as much about the job, but more about the people that I was surrounded by at the time, mm-hmm. you know? And so, um, we'll, we'll explore more of that, I think down in future podcasts here. Um, yeah. but yeah, I don't know. I mean, ultimately I come out of it like feeling good and feeling like, I don't know, I'm a better filmmaker, I'm a better human being, and, you know, even with the hardships, you know, I'm going to land on my feet. So I'm back here out in L.A., and I'm excited to get to it and excited to hang out with you, Alan, in person I know one of these times.
1: I'm going to text you or Slack you guys about that uh, (laughs) shortly. I'm not trying to guilt
0: you. I'm just legitimately (laughs) excited to do that.
1: I I don't take it as (laughs) – I didn't Uh, think you were trying to guilt me until you said, I'm not trying to guilt you. And now I know for a fact you're trying to guilt me. Just kidding. um, I'm excited for it too, buddy.
0: Well, and with that said, our new segment here, uh, which we think it's so important here at Story Life. We are all participants in our creative community, our indie filmmaking community. And I really, really think it's important. Like, if you are making a certain type of content, um, you need to watch And support that kind of content. So if you are making short films, if you are making independent feature films, if you are making YouTube videos, uh, you need to watch and support other people who are doing that. Because how can you expect anybody to watch your stuff and support you if you're not doing it for others? So um, we are independent filmmakers here. So weekly, we're, we're doing our independent film recommendation of the week. And my... Indie film recommendation of the week is a film called Montauk 77 uh, directed by Michael Scully and starring him and his daughter and they wrote it together. And it's, you know, um, it's definitely a micro budget film, but it it has such amazing heart. It's kind of like a thriller comedy. It goes into a bunch of different places, a bunch of different directions. Um, But the story has like so much heart and so much like the independent film energy like i i i think it's maybe the the most joy i've ever felt at watching somebody else's film at a film festival because like this is this is the kind of film that we we have these festivals for and it is truly like a what independent cinema is all about because the craftsmanship is is so high the writing the acting the directing so good and and the budget is low, but and but that doesn't matter because the film, the film has so many unique ideas and goes goes in such a well made direction. Um, it's funny, it's heartfelt, it's kind of a heist film. It's got a lot going on. It's available on uh, Prime Video and a, a bunch of other streaming places. Uh, watch the film, check it out, support the filmmakers, please. Montauk seventy seven, directed by Michael Scully. Uh, highly it. recommend it. Um, and one other, uh, you know, little addition to this segment here is any if any of our uh, listeners out there have films they'd like to send our way, whether they're short films or feature films, we'd love to check those out and support you guys. And maybe we'll talk about them on the show. Um, yeah. So you can send them to us on social media or or uh, through our email or our website. And yeah, we'd love to
1: see what y'all are working on. And whether it's one of your films or a friend's film or whatnot, we'd love to hear about it. Uh, Speaking of ways to contact us, or speaking of contact us, here's a way to contact us at wearestorylife at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, wearestorylife.com. We will find more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants for fellow artists, as well as links to our Patreon and social media pages.
0: You can also follow me on Twitter or Instagram at Clinton Cornwell. If you got any random filmmaking questions or creativity questions or you want to react to anything on the show, we'd we'd love to hear from you.
1: And yeah, likewise, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Vimeo at Alan C. Gardner. That's A-L-L-E-N-C-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. And on Instagram at Alan C. Gardner Movies. If you want to check out some of my recent movies, Cold Feet is currently available on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and YouTube. And some of my other films are available on several platforms, including Save Yourself and Act One on Tubi, and We Got Lucky and Bad Bad Men on Amazon. Also, Being Awesome is now available on Tubi, Vudu, and the Roku channel, so check that one out when you get a chance. Please. Thank you. And does he
0: exist? Does he not? Is he even real? We're not even sure. Oh, wow. wow. Um, we've never seen him in real life or anything, <laughs> so... Uh, like this, this could be some giant catfish long con, but mm. I don't, I don't know that for sure, but I do know that I love you, Mike Jimenez, a wow. wonderful editor. I like that. Who really helps make this show happen. Uh, we couldn't do it without you, Mike. Uh, so thank you so much for being a part of the show and thank you to our friends and families for, for their support too, because, uh, it really does take a community to make this show happen, even though it's just me and Alan up here talking.
1: Uh, no, yeah, I mean the support is invaluable, and I mean I certainly felt that way over the years. I'm, it, not to go on a tangent about support, but anytime I get any kind of support from uh, from friends or family, it, it really it really means a lot. I never take it for granted, so thank you guys for all that. Uh, greatly appreciated. Um, Folks, we have many more episodes coming up, so please subscribe and join us next week. And Story Life is just not a podcast. We are also
0: a consulting, coaching business. We love supporting our fellow artists, so please hit us up for a free 30-minute consultation. Uh, We would love to hear from you. But in the meantime, this has been Clinton Cornwall. And Alan C. Gardner. With Story Life.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: Yeah, we'll uh, t- come back around and talk a bit more about it after we uh, finish up the initial part we recorded. Ugh, no, cut that. That was
1: horrible. <laughs> Sorry, that was great. <laughs> uh, Make it sound as clinical as possible. Ugh. That's actually <laughs> what's What's Montauk? Uh,
0: what?
1: what are you talking sorry